0: Welcome into Turf Show Times of Podcast. I'm J.B. Scott, and with me for last-minute thoughts is Blaine Grisack. The Rams have one last game to close out the 22 season. That means that this is the last version of last-minute thoughts. There won't be a playoff edition next week. There won't be a Super Bowl edition this year. And whatever happens next week against the Seahawks, that's a finality. That's conclusion. But there are some, some important things at stake for the Seahawks team as, they, as the Rams travel to Seattle to take them on. Uh, if they win you know they can be in the playoffs and you know if the the Packers of course win against the Lions on Sunday night football they're in so uh, maybe the Rams can help out their old former quarterback Jared Goff by beating the Seahawks and the Lions controlling their own fate on Sunday night football by beating the Packers and you know he might be in the playoffs when the team that the the quarterback the Lions traded to the Rams is on the outside looking in so that would certainly be interesting, of course, and something to watch over the weekend, but the Rams have to do their part in order to help the Lions out and give their own, their former quarterback a chance to be in the postseason this year. But Blaine, let's talk about and maybe how we'll remember this 22 season. It was a year full of challenges, maybe unprecedented uh, adversity that the Rams haven't really faced in recent years, especially under Sean McVay.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's tough because I think you know you look at the season and it's just it's I think everybody's a little bit disappointed, you know. Nobody I think when you when you know the season started, nobody expected the Rams to be five and eleven in the last week of the season with absolutely nothing to play for. And so um, I think this season will be re- re- remembered for just kind of what this team had to overcome. You know, they had all all their injuries on the offensive line. Obviously, started starting twelve different offensive line combinations in twelve games. Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, uh, Alan Robinson. If if you want to throw him in there, Aaron Donald, um, all on IR. And um, I think depending on you know how this team kind of um, bounces back next season, if they bounce back, I think you know kind of this season will be one that kind kind of we look back on maybe next year at this time and be like, hey, you know this team learned a lot from you know what they everything that they went through last year. And let's be real, like they've gone through a lot this year.
0: Yeah, that's very fair, but. Maybe there's some silver linings that you can use as building blocks heading into 2023. Maybe that's the momentum that Cam Akers has built in the rushing attack. Uh, and after being, you know, that Achilles injury, he was under three yards a carry pretty consistently on a week-by-week basis. But he's really been on a tear of late. Maybe you look at someone like Michael Hoyt, who had primarily played on the interior of the defensive line. Who's really flashed as an edge rusher. Maybe he's a situational contributor, a role-type player for you next year. Um, but you can look across the board, maybe you had a high waiver wire position, you get Baker Mayfield, that turns into a comp pick, that's the one who's going to be with the team for four years. Same with Laryl Murchison, maybe if he can be, you know, a stalwart on the, maybe a part of this defensive line rotation moving forward. So I think we're going to remember, maybe there were some blessings that come along with the curse of having a down season, but um, maybe we'll look back after the Rams have another season that's competitive and think, yeah, well, they had a lot of building blocks from that rough year that helped them get to this point. So, um, but we'll only know that and it's a matter of time. So we'll see how it shakes out over time and moving forward. But I think I do want to touch a little bit on the Rams chargers game because it was, the stakes are pretty high It was a battle for LA, right? The Rams had a chance to, you know, take on a playoff team and see how they matched up after they really dismantled the Broncos on Christmas day. So it really was a story of Austin Eckler taking over the game Despite the Rams run defense being, you know, really strong all season long, you were without Aaron Donald, you were without Ashawn Robinson. Greg Gaines is really limited by a shoulder injury. Um, maybe he didn't he wasn't on the field as much as we're used to seeing him. Uh, and that increased the degree of difficulty for people like Bobby Wagner, Ernest Jones, the linebackers. Um, because you had Marquise Copeland, Laurel Murchison, Bobby Brown in front of him instead of the the aforementioned names. So Blaine, is that an oversimplification of Maybe the problems the Rams face against the Chargers, or was there more to it?
1: Uh, I mean, I think it was kind of kind of spot on. You know, I think I think the talent and injuries sort of caught up to them um, last week. I mean, Greg Gaines has just been a complete stalwart on that defensive line with Aaron Donald being out. He's been the best player up front, and you know, he's dealing with a shoulder injury. I think the Chargers did a really good job blocking up front, kind of taking away the um, that 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 that, that defense. The, the Rams' defensive line that that kind of you know was a key part in, in their run defense this season. You know that that forces. Um, that, that 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 forces guys on the back end to make tackles, and um, on the seventy-two yard or seventy-eight yard touchdown run that Eckler had, um, Eckler kind of fakes one hole, and Taylor Rapp just completely bites, and um, and Eckler hits hits the hole on the opposite opposite side, and with Rapp out of position, there, there was just there's absolutely nobody on the back end to, to to stop him from from going going into the end zone. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's just. Um, the, the the run defense has as, as done really well this year. But I think it was kind of the Chargers kind of taking advantage of some of the the um much, much like the Forty ers do. Honestly, is just you know taking advantage of the Rams' defensive backs and just not really being willing to come up come up and uh, come up and make the tackles and 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 just taking advantage of their 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 bad their bad angles and discipline on on, on the back end and in, in 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 run defending.
0: Yeah, Justin Herbert and those receivers made some plays in the passing game too, but it's almost like they didn't even need to with how effective and productive the running game was for the Chargers, but, you know, Austin Eckler had a big day, so did Cam Akers, and you know, that's really a continuing a string of performances for him that have been extremely encouraging since his name was dangled at the trade deadline. Rams we're trying to move on from him. He wasn't part of the team. He was on a leave of absence. So I know you've written about him a couple of times of late, Blaine. What have you seen from Cam makers? What's been the difference between his early season struggles to now and maybe moving into 2023, what do you expect from him? This could honestly be Matthew Safford's best rushing attack that he's had as a pro, potentially, because the bar is extremely low for him, right?
1: Yeah, you know, I think it's very important for Akers to keep this momentum going into um, going into next season. Um, I do see just, just the, the eye test, you know, you, you do see a more confident runner. You see a runner hitting holes that he really didn't um, earlier in the season. I think I, obviously the most famous one was against the Cowboys where he has a wide open hole and and – and runs into his blockers essentially instead and just miss, and misses probably a, a 10, 15 yard, yard, yard run there. And, um, but, you know, I think ever since Thomas Brown kind of took over coaching the running backs um, when Rashad samples left for SMU um, or not SMU, Arizona state, um, you're, you're just seeing a much more confident runner. Um, I, I don't know if, if, you know, in the, around that time drill, Henderson was also released. So I don't know if, just those two weren't really a compliment for each other or, or what, what, what was the, what was the case there? But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's great to see this from Akers, you know, we'll, we'll see more. Um, we'll know more, I think about this recent round of success going into next year. I, I just, I, 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 do think it's very um, it's fair to be optimistic about him going forward. I'm still a bit skeptical Um he has, you know, only seven career games with 10 plus carries with an averaging four yards per carry. Only two of those seven games have come against run defenses that rank in the top half of the NFL four of the seven ranked inside the bottom 10. Uh, he has four career 100 yard games, four career 100 yard games. And three of the three of those four games came against bottom 10 run defenses. And half of those came against run D's and run defenses ranked in the bottom five. Um, yards a season, 44.9% of these yards have come in the last three weeks. So I just, I I, want to see consistency, I guess, from him going forward, um, kind of the story of his career is kind of taking, taking advantage of bad, of bad run defenses, bad run defenses. And that was the case again in 2020 outside of really the Seattle game, um, in in the playoffs and that that was a good run defense that he did really well against, but, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what he can do in 2023 I'm optimistic, but I'm also not fully diving in the pool just yet. (laughs)
0: That's completely fair. Uh, Kyron Williams is a name that maybe we saw pretty often against teams like the Chiefs and that that time that part of the schedule that maybe he's faded. He hasn't had as much playing time of late. Kmakers has really been in a featured role. And that's a departure of this committee approach that the Rams have taken in recent years, maybe because they can't lean on Daryl Henderson as a lead back and Kmakers hasn't always been healthy. Um, so it's we'll see if the Rams really do run into 2023 with you know Acres as a feature and you know that's something that that fantasy players probably would be really encouraged by we might be talking about Cam Akers as you know a pretty high draft pick maybe a first round pick so that's always exciting whenever you have that level of hype surrounding the team and surrounding the offense and uh it's good news for Matthew Stafford who you know turns maybe he's 35 next season and could really use a run game to lean on to maybe take less hits and you know, it always helps the offensive line. They're the biggest beneficiaries of a strong running game, right? But the Rams are taking on the, the Seahawks this week, and we have some injuries to talk about ahead of time. Nick Scott, you know, he got a little bit banged up last week against the Chargers, suffered another injury in practice this week. He's been ruled out. Brian Allen, Aaron Donald, Ben Skronik, they've been out, and they're still going to be out this week. That means with Nick Scott out, Russ East and Taylor Rapp are likely your starters at safety, though, you know, Quentin Lake, who's been relegated to special teams duties mostly, um, he could maybe see some time at safety. Rapp has been playing sort of a hybrid linebacker safety, uh, been playing a lot in the box type of role. So um, Blaine, I guess, do you expect Lake to play much or what, what could the Rams playing at safety be?
1: Uh, I mean, I, I think it's probably I mean, a lot of Russ East and, and, and Nick Scott, uh, not Nick Scott, um, Taylor Rapp. Um, I, 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 I think they're still kind of working in, working Quentin Lake in um, and so I, I still see him, him seeing most of his reps on special teams. I think you could see him a little bit on defense, but uh, for the most part, um, I think you'll see uh rest. kind of come in and take, take on that, 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 that kind of Nick Scott role.
0: It's perfectly fair. It's a little bit surprising that there's really no other safeties on the roster. Like those are your three guys. So if something happens to yeast or rap, or they have to come out of the game, you're putting in a, a rookie who has missed most of the year, missed the entirety of training camp. So, something to maybe to keep an eye on. But some good news on the injury front, Greg Gaines, after being extremely limited last week against so the Chargers, is expected to play. And, you know, he's an unrestricted free agent after the season. This could very well be his last game as a Los Angeles Ram. So, Blaine, any thoughts on Greg Gaines' You know, free agency?
1: Um you know I I I think I'm, I'm optimistic about the, the Rams bringing him back next year. Um I guess we'll we'll see. I think there's going to be a lot more just 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 name recognition. I think there's going to be a lot more um uh attention on on Robinson, Rob, a lot more interest in Aishon Robinson than 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 great Gaines. Um I think you know unlike um last year when the Rams lost Sebastian Joseph Day, um you obviously had the connection with Brandon Staley and he went he went to the um, Joseph Day, we, went, we went to the Chargers. Obviously, I, I don't really see that kind of being the same case with with Gaines. Unless you know, if 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 Ibero gets gets the Denver head coaching job or whatever, I I could see maybe Gaines going to Denver or something like that. But um, but I I, I do I I, is, I I can obviously be completely wrong here, but I, I'm optimistic about the Rams about the Rams bringing, bringing games back. But if, if this is his last game, then hopefully he goes out with the, with a bang because he's really come on the last, last year and a half, really.
0: So- yeah, I totally agree with you. We've seen a resurgence of the running game across the NFL after, you know, all the attention has been on these quarterbacks and the vertical passing game. But as the Vic Fangio brain and Saley defenses have become popular, you're, it's a lot more difficult to push the ball down the field And teams are reverting back to this old style of running the football and power running games. And maybe, you know, the value of people like Ashawn Robinson and Greg Gaines uh, are beneficiaries of of teams really leaning on the run game. So maybe their market is going to be a little bit like bigger than we anticipated. And I think that especially applies to someone like Ashawn Robinson, but like you said, you know, Greg Gaines, maybe the most not the most recognizable name Uh, maybe his best value is with the Rams because he's have proven success here. And you see some of these maybe less heralded players leave the Rams and don't necessarily find success elsewhere. So um, we'll see what the Rams are able to do and see if they can retain him. But on the Seahawks injury front, there's really nothing too you know notable. Abraham Rook- Lucas, the right tackle, the rookie, uh, could be back this week. Tyler Lockett's questionable. They have a string of other players that are really questionable, but it doesn't really sound like they're going to be missing uh, some major players. So that's good news for them. Whenever they're competing for the playoffs, they're going to be at full force. So uh, they don't have any excuses. They got to get the job done, right? And with the Rams on offense, it would be Baker Mayfield taking on uh, Pete Carroll's defense. And last time the Rams kept it pretty close with John Wolford at quarterback. And, you know, Wolford wasn't really good by you know any objective measure, uh, missed a lot of opportunities, he had Tutu Atwell downfield multiple times, uh, just didn't have the arm strength to get it to him. Uh, Blaine, how do you expect things to be different with Mayfield this time around?
1: I do. I I expect him to have some success here. Um McFay has always done well with game planning as Seattle. Kind of seems like the Ravens offense always comes out with, with a really good game plan and is able to have some sort of success um against this defense. Um the the the, the Seattle young quarterbacks are coming on, but um you know I expect it as a, a simple game plan on offense with a lot of play action, kind of similar to um to the Denver game, where there was a lot of play action and Mayfield found success there. Seattle the Seattle defense ranks Thirtieth against the run and EPA since week twelve. So I think you'll see, you know, Cam Akers have success and, and unlike last week, you know, the Chargers, I think since week twelve, they've they they really started to come on and rank number one against the pass and EPA. So um this pass defense really isn't as isn't on that on that same level. So I I, I think you know, if you compare the run, run with the pass this week, I think you'll, you'll you'll have you'll have a little bit more success. It's success. If, if if Akers has another big hundred and twenty yard game like he did last week, I I I I feel really good about the Rams' chances on Sunday.
0: Yeah, and he played pretty well last time against the Seahawks, right, <clears> at <throat> SoFi Stadium. But um, what are your thoughts on maybe what Mayfield does in free agency? He probably won't be back with the Rams, right? Do you have any surprise team to keep an eye on or maybe a hot take of where he might end up?
1: Um, it's going to be interesting because I, it's, it's, I, I think um, kind of things that have happened in the NFL over the last kind of month have, have sort of – Help the Rams in this sense. Um, you know, uh, Derek Carr likely not going to be back um, in Las Vegas, and so you know, I, I think teams are obviously going to be really hot on him. And, and 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 then you have Jimmy Garoppolo possibly hitting hitting the free agency market as well. So that that's another quarterback off quarterback team that doesn't really need somebody. So um, it, 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 it's going to be interesting. I, I think you know, I think you look at a team like the Jets maybe that um, you know if, if they don't land a Jimmy G or um, or or something, or even like even the Giants. If the Giants don't end up bringing back Daniel Jones, you know, could could they want somebody? Could, could they could they want somebody like Mayfield? Um, I think it's gonna it's gonna be a, a a really interesting what happens in the quarterback market this offseason, because I think there's gonna be a lot of different moving pieces. But like I said, with, with you know guys like Jimmy G, Derek Carr, uh, you know uh, Tom Brady could be on the Fra- Fraser Fra- Fra- market as well and, and and go somewhere. So, um, I mean Zach Wilson too. Uh, he, his his future doesn't doesn't look like he, it's gonna be with the Jets. So. I think it's going to be interesting what happens. I think Mayfield's going to kind of going to to wait and see kind of what happens, and um, if he feels like his best best shot is to kind of just hang out in Los Angeles, I wouldn't be surprised. But um, it's it's going to be an interesting situation to watch for watch for sure. I think it's it's, it's going to be Los Angeles, or maybe a team like New Orleans who could who could use a quarterback, or maybe Tampa Bay if, if 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 Brady leaves. It's it's going to be interesting to watch for sure.
0: Yeah, and maybe someone like the Texans, if they draft a quarterback number one overall, Davis Mills also hits the market. So it's going to be a lot of musical chairs, at quarterback, and there's going to be guys who maybe there's not enough opportunities for them. And the, the backup quarterback to the Rams when Matthew Stafford's had all these injuries and he's you know going to be 35. Uh, Maybe that's a pretty attractive spot because you might think you're going to get some playing time or maybe the Rams really want to manage Matthew Stafford's workload like they did a year ago. So uh, something to keep an eye on. But even in the NFC West, there could be a lot of changes at the quarterback position when everything about Kyler Murray tearing his ACL late in the year. He probably won't be available for week one, as Cliff Kingsbury mentioned this week. Uh, You brought up the 49er situation and that's just such a difficult uh, something, uh, difficult, something they have to contemplate. Maybe you run it back with Brock Purdy. Maybe you try Trey Lance for the third time and hope that he's really ready. And, you know, that's three years after you traded multiple first round picks to acquire him. You haven't seen that, that decision pay dividends much. And yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo, you allowed him to be a free agent. Um, Maybe he's, he comes back and, or maybe he finds himself somewhere else, but uh, really there's no telling what they're going to do. And the Seahawks probably have talked themselves into Geno Smith winning that job, even though he's faded down the stretch, it's more of a, Lack of production, the running game, lack of a supporting cast really stepping up for him like they did earlier in the year. So uh, but they're gonna have a top five pick from the Broncos and that's gonna be a decision that they make. But really, whatever they decide is going to alter the course of this division for a long time. Uh, because you talk about rookies coming in, that's gonna be their quarterback for the next 10 to 15 years. So um, who knows what's gonna happen, but it's gonna be really exciting, of course, too. So what's some final thoughts on the Rams offense are there any names I know like Kyron Williams hasn't really been playing much Bryson Hopkins has been pretty involved the last two games but you've been playing this Vic Fangio scheme with Azure Everett and Denver and then you had Brandon Staley last week maybe limits the downfield passing so guys like Tutu Atwell haven't really been too involved Brandon Powell more is a runner than a receiver so any x-factors you're keeping your eye on?
1: Um. Yeah. I, I. I think. I think Tutu's obviously a guy to, to keep an eye on, just because you know of his just big playability. Um. He may Mayfield didn't connect last week on a deep ball. Kind of seemed like Tutu and either lost the ball in the, in the lights or something, or, or Mayfield underthrew it. Uh, but they just they just didn't didn't connect on what would have been a big play. Uh. He's shown what he can do, but. Um. You know, maybe he's he's not that future guy moving forward. I think he only has forty four yards in the last three games, um, which is which is down from where he was when he when he kind of first started seeing a lot of playing time. So maybe teams are more ready for him now than they were kind of when he when he when, when he when he first um, for, for, for started getting playing time. But I, I I would like to see him get get more involved just because when you get the ball in his hands and he's one of those players that he can take a two yard pass and take it seventy yards down the field. He does he has that sort of. Um, big play, uh, big, big play ability. So um, especially with the Rams, you know, their depth at, at wide receiver right now, you know, Ben Jefferson is really the only, um, you know, starting caliber guy out there. I, I would like to see Atwell get, get, get more involved and see, and see what, see what
0: he can do. Yeah, I agree with you, but I just understand maybe that the defensive schemes recently have limited his, his production, even though yeah, him and Mayfield didn't connect on that long pass last week against the chargers but i'd like to see bryson hopkins be more involved in offense too you know he's had some he's been he stretched the field off play action a couple of times recently and you know you probably can't rely on him going into 2023 is uh, the perfect compliment to tyler higby and he's going into a contract year after next season so it's uh, the Rams probably need to bring in a mid-level veteran or invest in that position during the draft but we've seen the benefits of playing 12 personnel and the dividends it's paid in the running game. So hopefully they continue that. And that's a trend that continues in 2023, but I'm not so sure Bryson Hopkins is the right guy. Maybe he has a good performance and uh, builds some confidence in that moving into next year, but time will tell. And then on the Rams with the Rams on defense, talk about the Seahawks offense. It all starts with the running game, doesn't it? And if you let Kenneth Walker really take over the game, you're going to have a long day. The Rams really did an admirable job, admirable job against the Seahawks last time. The Walker suffered an injury, missed the second half of the game. Uh, after that disastrous performance against Austin Eckler and the Chargers last week, uh, do you expect the Rams to be able to maybe manage bottle up this running game better than they did last time?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm really hoping kind of last week was was a little bit of an outlier because you know going into last week that they they'd really stopped the run really well. They they were top five run defense um, and just yeah they, they've been containing really everybody they. They have played to making them work for really every single yard on the ground, and um, with this with this six offense, it, it's stopping Kenneth Walker is key. If, if if they let Walker go off like Austin Eckler did last week, it's going to be a very long afternoon. Um, you know, if, if you can, if the CS get that run game going, it takes a lot of pressure off of Geno Smith. There, it just it opens up so much. So, um, it, yeah, if if, 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 if if they they really need they really need to put focus key in on, key in on stopping Walker. Like you said, he he left the game early um, early in the first game, and and I think that that kind of helped 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 help the Rams defense as they were only dealing with really, really Travis Homer and and DJ Dallas. I think in that game, and um, so yeah, I think you know stopping Walker is going to be. Extremely key on key on on defense because yeah, if he is going, it's just it's it makes life for Geno Smith real, real really easy. And he's and Geno Smith when 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 the offense is working, he's played like a top ten quarterback this year.
0: Certainly, he has. And but the supporting cast has kind of let him down recently, and that's whenever you see the production fall. But maybe the defense has taken some steps forward in certain games, even though they're a little bit inconsistent for the Seahawks of late. But one name I want to talk about is Russ Yeast because he's been thrust into action. With Jordan Fuller kind of being absent the entire year, Nick Scott being hurt this week. Um, but what has he shown you? Do you have confidence? Uh, he hasn't really flashed much as a player, right? Hasn't had any turnovers, anything like that. But the Rams really ask their safeties to be the safety blanket on the back end to prevent those explosive plays. Um, is it maybe good not hearing his name very often?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think that's, this is one of those cases where, yeah, it's good not to hear his name. I think, you know, every, every week, you know, you, you, you you know taylor rafting comes up and it, it's never in a positive positively he, he, he he's he's a big reason why austin eckler had a had to add at the big touchdown last week and then he gives up the, the the passing touchdown in in covers to to donald parham so um you know maybe not hearing russell east East's name is is a good thing and I, and I think it is i think going forward um i think he is more of a kind of that uh maybe that third third rotational safety a, a, a depth piece but um yeah, I've, I've I've liked what, what I've seen from, seen from him. You know, he hasn't really given up, given up a big play, hasn't been in, in the wrong in the wrong place at the wrong time, and um, and I, I think that's, that's certainly a, a positive thing going forward. Especially you know when you are going to lose either Nick Scott or Taylor Rapp this this, this offseason, and you know Yeast is going to probably likely be in a um in in, in a larger role next year.
0: Yep, All, everything we just said could change on a dime, and we could be talking about Rusty in an also positive light. Uh, Against the Seahawks this week, maybe, you know, Tyler Lockett, a speedy receiver gets the best of him, who knows, but hopefully he continues on the trajectory that he's on and we see more of him and we'll, you know, find out in training camp if he's part of the plans moving forward. So we talked about great gains, free agency prospects. I do want to ask you about, you know, you mentioned Taylor app hitting the open market, Nick Scott, Uh, Troy Hill's a name we don't talk about very often, but he's so solid as a corner. Uh, He can really play aggressive underneath. He's good in run defense, um, At a wrap, Scott, a Hill uh, in the secondary. Who's your priority on keeping heading into 2023?
1: Yeah, it, it, it's definitely that's definitely an interesting question. Um, I think, you know, one of the biggest things that they share with the secondary is that it's just been so young. I mean, outside of Jalen Ramsey, it's it, and, and Hill's been hurt a, a lot of the year. It's just they, they, they've been playing a lot of really young guys. Uh, Darian Kendrick being one of them. I mean, he was somebody that was kind of thrown in the fire. Maybe he wasn't ready. Um Kobe Durant uh he was kind of hurt in the middle in the middle of the year but uh he's he's these are all guys that kind of learn learning the range on the fly when when in a normal situation in in an ideal world the Rams would like to kind of just slowly kind of work these guys in their rookie years and um so I think going into next year I think Hill's probably more important just because like you said yeah he's been a stable veteran presence when he has been on the field He, he obviously hasn't hurt quite a bit this year um but you know, when he, when he has been on the field, he's he's made he's made impact plays. He's been that veteran veteran presence. And I think going into the next year, when you possibly do lose a guy like like Taylor Rapp um, and, and, and and Nick Scott, you, you they they really need that 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 veteran guy back there. Just um, just 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 to kind of keep keeping keeping things, sta- keep things stable and um and you know, with, 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 especially when it comes to these young guys that are are prone to making mistakes. So uh, yeah, I think. Hill's probably more important. I'd like to see Scott back, but if I had to, if I had to choose, I'd probably go Troy Hill.
0: I would probably also choose Hill, but maybe playing devil's advocate. He's 32 now, probably going to be 33 heading into next season. Decline happens fast at the cornerback position, so you can't really commit to him long-term. The Rams probably won't, but how many years can you continue to re-up him? You know, Kobe Durant and Hill kind of play a similar position whether they're the underneath, uh, maybe slot corners sometimes. So, um, yeah, the Rams have to be honest with themselves if Durant's truly ready, maybe bringing back Hill buys them one more year to develop those younger corners. But um, Robert Rochelle's a name in that secondary that we haven't seen at all. We've kind of lost track of him. And, you know, it's questionable whether he has a part of this team moving forward. So he's entering year three. And that's another name I think um, that whenever you talk about Darion Kendrick and Jacoby Durant getting thrown into action early, will they? Robert Rochelle got thrown into action last year and played fairly well at at times in his opportunities and uh, completely wasn't on the field, wasn't part of the team on defense this year, at least. So something to monitor moving forward. But uh, the Rams have a chance to play spoiler to Seattle's playoff hopes and a Rams win would give Lions the hope heading into Sunday night football. Uh, Any thought, any score predictions or any final thoughts on this game, Blaine?
1: Oh uh, JB, I I I absolutely want Lawrence to play spoiler in this game. I want nothing more. I, like in the ending the season with a win against the Seahawks and knocking them out of the playoffs would almost make me forget about the disaster that has been the twenty twenty two season. So, um, you know, I I think you know after a disappointing week last week against the Chargers, um, I I do think McVeigh has these guys ready to play and ready to go and 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 and, and you know the finishing this game on a high note or finishing the season on a high note. Um, I, I don't think that they they want to go in the offseason with a bad taste taste in their mouths. Um, Bobby Wagner backed back in Seattle. I think you see a really big game from him, um, much like he did you know when when he played the Seahawks first time at SoFi Stadium. So I think you get, I think you get a big game from Wagner, a big game from this defense, um, at, the, 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 despite them being very shorthanded. Uh, I think you can see a very efficient Baker Mayfield. Cam Akers continuing his his run on the ground against a, a, a Seahawks run defense that has struggled as of late. So. Um, yeah, I, 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 think the Rams are going to put, put up a pretty good fight. It wouldn't surprise if they lost on the last second situation like they did at SoFi Stadium early in the year when Geno Smith hit DK Metcalf with 36 seconds left. But I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say the Rams do spoil Seattle after all the heartbreak that they they caused me in, 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 in my childhood, specifically back in 2010, um, knocking Rams out of the Arizona playoffs. Not win, win or go home uh, game week 17. So I am say the Rams win this game, I think 23
0: to 17. Awesome. Yeah. There's definitely a generation of Rams fans where maybe most view of the 49ers is the biggest rival, but if you live through the 2010s, you're probably saying that the Seattle Seahawks were the team's biggest rivals because they played each other so closely in those Jeff Fisher years when Seattle was, you know, towards the top of the standings, but, uh, the Rams really don't have much of benefit by losing this game you're not going to jostle for position atop the, the, the second round in terms of the draft. So, I mean, it's, what do you, what do you have to go out and win this game? You have to go out and do your best that you can, but I've seen some talk about hoping for a last place schedule for 2023, maybe the Rams lose Cardinals win, but with the NFL, then the parody that it has year after year, having a last place schedule is almost more of a curse than a blessing because Though you just see it every year, the teams with the bottom move straight to the top. And uh, if that's something you're hoping for, I would just caution you in really crossing your fingers for that. But that's really just my opinion. So we'll see how things shake out in the future. But uh, one last question, Blaine, what is the Rams number one offseason priority? Uh, Any changes that you think will be top of mind as we close out the year?
1: Oh uh, yeah, I, I, I mean th- this question is is really tough. I think I, I, like, obviously you look at the offensive line this this year, and I think you know most people say, oh, offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. And I, I and I, I and I don't necessarily disagree. I think I think Reigns will put a priority on the offensive line um, th- this season, specifically. You know, when you say you know who, you ask uh, you know who could the Rams move on from this this season potentially, and or this offseason potentially, and um, I think you look at guys like Joe Noboom and Brian Allen, who you know whenever they kind of been called upon to be the starter. I'll um, say last year, really for Allen, even though he didn't, he did miss some time, but, you know, going back to 2019, Joe Nopens was starting left guard and he ends up going, he ends up going on IR. Uh, Brian Allen has spent most of this season on IR and, 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 you know, given just the lack of depth at center that that that, that has really hurt the Rams at times, at times this year, because they've had to move Colmo Shelton from right guard to center. And, and instead of changing just one spot on the offensive line, you're, you're having to change two. Um so I I, th- I think that they'll look at those uh, those two players and, and 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 kind of see where, where they want to go moving forward forward um there especially with Nopim coming off the, the, the torn Achilles you know what, what what's he like at left tackle next year um it, it's, it's, it's it's those two players are, are going to be something to watch but I think you know when you look at when you ask what you know the number one priority I think you have to go edge rusher um you know we we have seen you know what this defense is when they're able to rush for and and that's how this defense is really designed to play you know they're 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 designed to go rush for cause chaos up front and and that really helps their player the players on the bat on the back end. they, they sure that they they've they been they've been one of the more blitz heavy teams and when you do that you 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 leave you 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 leave yourself susceptible to the big play. You leave yourself susceptible, susceptible to these holes in the back end because you're sending extra bodies. So I th- I think I, it was it was it was a priority last offseason, but they they just they didn't they didn't get down finally and, and they didn't get it done trading for Brian Burns. I'm not sure but it's with a trade or in the draft but or in free agency. But I, I think they really put a priority on the edge rusher sure so this defense can play the way it's designed to play.
0: Yeah I wrote this week four changes to Ramsey to make in the new year. And I came to the same conclusion you did. So, Blaine, we're agreeing a lot today. That's nice. We're really seeing eye to eye that, that edge rusher really is the number one priority because pass rush and coverage work in tandem. So, a lot of times the Rams are sending players on blitzes and stunts and really trying to get after the quarterback and simulate pressure. And that came at the expense of coverage. So, you saw maybe even a week one against the Bills, you saw it immediately where the Rams would sense one on a blitz and the pass would go sailing down the field for a touchdown in a big play. So you really you have to be able to, to manufacture that organically. And that's something having a marquee edge rusher would help with. And I would just caution people. I know maybe the offensive line is the different challenge this year, and the Rams need to pour resources into it. But historically, that just hasn't been their MO. So if you're expecting big free agent signings, if you're expecting a lot of high draft picks going into that unit, um, you're probably setting yourself up for disappointment. But I've been wrong before, so I just really that's would just be a departure from the Rams historic trend. So uh, we'll see what they really do. But Blaine, what post do you have for after the game? Where can people find you on social media?
1: Yeah, I have uh, three plays that changed the game. Uh, follow, following the game, just kind of looking at um, you know the three the three plays of the three plays that changed the game, that impacted the game the most. And I, I might have some stuff kind of uh, looking at the uh, 2022 season as a whole and how the Rams kind of got to where they are. Uh, and then obviously um you can find me on social media at the grease at ttr on twitter
0: awesome Turf Show times will be back for instant reaction right after the game make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode we'll be with you all off season long we'll try to you know put something out whenever the rams make splash moves and i think you can expect a lot of them this off season so it's going to be a lot of fun and uh, we'll see you after the game and we'll see you next year